This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope you all are having a great week so far. I am so excited for today's guest because this is someone who I've been using their platform for forever. I feel since the beginning, we have Linktree CEO and co-founder Alex Zakaria, and he is here to break down everything from how the platform came to be, how creators are using it, and all the amazing features they have coming out. Like, I I use this for everything, so I feel like I'm personally getting updates, and I'm so excited to have him. Um, so if you like social media, if you like creators, if you like just learning things, this episode is for you. So grab a snack, grab a seat, and let's get into today's episode. Alex, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for having me. We're so glad you're here. Um, But before we get into all the nitty gritty and all the ins and outs, we always do the question here of of um, what the term young influential means to you. Good question. Uh, Young influential. I mean, it's it's interesting. the conflation of influential, uh, I think, with our generation uh, with influencers. Um, but look, I think influence comes from, and being influential can be whatever it means to you and should be whatever it means to you um, in terms of, um, you know, if, if you're feeling influential and you're feeling like you're succeeding or in whatever that term means to you, um, either through having lots of amazing friends or, um you know, doing what it is that you love every day. Um, I think that makes you influential. Come on with that great answer. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even prep me on that one. I know. Look at you. You're just ready to go. (laughs) Um, But before we get into Linktree and all the ins and outs of that, take us back to Alex's childhood. Were you always someone who was, like, interested in tech and very creative or – how did this whole like interest come about? 
Yeah, so I think for me growing up, I was definitely the kind of the the nerdy kid rather than playing sport. I was, uh, you know, playing with Excel formulas for, for some reason. I, for some reason, I never taught myself the code, which I kick myself every day for. Um, <laughs> but I definitely uh, was more into the computer side of things for sure um, and definitely more creative. I was always really deeply into music. My parents imported musical instruments and had a music retail store that I spent majority of my childhood um, at from 3 p.m. after school when I'd get picked up. Mum um, would take me back to the, to the shop until she had finished working at 7, so I was kind of running around and just hearing people test guitars and help them sell, you know, sell guitar strings or polish guitars for them, and so I was always kind of immersed in that, that I guess, the more the business side of music world quite deeply, um, and my parents were always in... Um, we you know, ran that as a small business and so generally dinner conversation was business um, and a family business at that and so definitely got used to working with, with family. Um, and so, yeah, definitely was always, I, I knew certainly from a very young age that I would always do something for myself. I think that kind of, that watching my parents do what they did and run their own business and be their own boss definitely influenced me. I think I kind of just, I'd never saw any other, ne- never saw any alternative to that. Uh, and yeah, definitely in amongst the creativity and the, and the tech side of things, but um, not so much. Yeah, I, I guess I never really saw exactly what I'm doing now coming, but yeah, definitely creative in business and tech for sure. And I think what's so cool about that is like watching your parents like and run their own shop for that. Like those are types of skills that you could have applied to any field, even if you didn't go into like this kind of like tech creative landmark, like the skills from watching how business works and how that stuff interacts, like teaches you people skills, it teaches you um, customer service, it teaches you how to retain business and all those cool things. I feel like that's so cool where a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't really see how this thing can help me in the future with, doing x y and z and it's like everything nowadays we're seeing how different fields and different skills kind of all work together where they're not exclusive how we used to see it in the past but now everything all comes together to shape us in form in some sort of way yeah absolutely um and i'm definitely noticing now as we kind of think back on yeah different different upbringings or you know also thinking about yeah, through the, through the lens of privilege and, and gratitude for um, the kind of upbringing and the kind of surrounding I had and what that means uh, for, the, for the knowledge I have now, for sure. Um, I think it definitely also taught me work ethic, right? Like I definitely saw, or now that I think back on it, you know, I would, I would, you know, just as a child being brought back to the music shop and then not leaving there till seven o'clock, like having dinner there, seeing now how I'm going to work and make it work. And they would then bring us home, take us to bed, and then they would get, go to the study and they would continue working until midnight. Um, and just like that kind of, I, you know, I think not that not that they work in crazy hours and have, have that hustle culture um, should necessarily be applauded, but I think it is like that ethic, that the work ethic that comes with being able to provide for your family and being able to make what it is that you want to uh, do work um, comes with that kind of level of hustle and work. For sure. And I've, um, yeah, definitely saw that growing up and kind of, again, whether it's good or bad, definitely definitely an alternative <laughs> to that. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of cool that you got to like have dinner. There. I don't know. To me, that's kind of cool that you got to have dinner there. And like, I don't know, I'm a huge music person. So it's just here. And then I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Because I feel like music yeah. influences everything. So 
like just picturing that, I feel like that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Look, it was mostly just people practicing Stay Way to Heaven in the background on a, on a <laughs> like, practice guitar, but <laughs> still good. Oh, I love that. So fast forwarding, we've now entered the workplace type stuff. So what was it that inspired you uh, to come up with Linktree? Because I know you all formed in 2016, and that was kind of the time where we're starting to see the whole like link them bio revolution and people are like, Oh, like listen to my new track on SoundCloud here or whatnot. Like, was there something that you guys were frustrated with to help you find it? Or was it just like an idea you all had? Yeah. So we went, uh, at the time we're running a digital strategy agency that specialized in music and entertainment, funnily enough. Uh, and so we, you know, I think growing up, I was always saw like the business, the, the, the musical instrument side of the music industry uh and i knew i definitely like loved being around that that buzz um that kind of like that that culture was always really exciting to me but i but i think the the kind of the actual artist management um music marketing um perceived more glamorous side of it uh, which actually isn't isn't the case at all uh was of interest and so we had started my brother and i had started managing uh, we had started managing bands and DJs together. We then realized that uh, through all our, the relationships we built through managing bands and DJs, uh, working with a lot of festivals and doing marketing around that, that actually the music industry was not taking advantage of uh, the kind of marketing technology and tools that uh, brands and e-commerce were taking advantage of. And so when festivals would go to, you know, would go to market or artists would go to drop their release, um, you know, they, they definitely weren't taking advantage of things like conversion tracking and remarketing and these kinds of things that we'd see as pretty standard today. Uh, and so we set out actually to uh, build an agency that would service that and help bring a lot of music industry into that, into that technology. Uh, and so we're running this agency that started growing really quickly. All we did was hyper-focus on this world that we knew so deeply, with, which was marketing and music and entertainment artists, creators, um, record labels, festivals. And about a year into that journey, we really we recognised that there was no real way for artists and creators as a whole to be, be able to link out of social uh, from an in an effective way from a from a marketing perspective, and so what I mean by that is, you know, Instagram uh, at the time, you, you know, you could only link out of um, link out of Instagram in one link with one link, uh, and that may be fine in many cases, but especially for creators and, and artists, at the time was a really big problem because artists have a, a huge amount of different revenue streams. It's an extremely fragmented industry. They have their uh, they're streaming on many different platforms, you know, so the actual music being streamed on many different platforms. Then they've got their touring revenue, which comes from tickets that generally exist on many different ticketing platforms. Then they've got their merch on a whole other platform. And then they've got the video content on another platform. Uh, and generally, each of these revenue streams are also managed by a different stakeholder. And so we would have these, you know, their manager and their touring agent and their business manager with their merch kind of debate with us over which link was more important in the campaign, which link should be shared first, which revenue stream was more important. Should we market the album first? Should we market the tour first? And so for us, we wanted to solve 
both these problems. Uh, and it was actually kind of a bit of a wake up one morning and thought of it scenario, which sounds like a, a fake story, but it was, um, you know, we we're managing, we were, at the time we were managing, um, an artist, a pop artist. Uh, and so on top of all of everything I just said, we're managing this pop artist where I was having to change his link in bio like four times a day. Like oh literally he would just keep pumping out this content and it just got really frustrating. Uh, and so we wanted to solve this, like ease this unification problem where we needed to consolidate all these revenue streams into one place. Uh, and then also be able to manage your links after the campaign started. Uh, and so this was a really simple solution to it, kind of compl- a bunch of, bunch of problems that we had uh, at the agency that our clients had that we had. Uh, and so we built the prototype in a single day. It was about six hours. Oh, uh, wow. And gave it to a few of the artists that were managing or looking after the marketing for at the time and some festivals. And, uh, yeah, kind of found product market fit almost immediately, which was fortunate uh, and, and, and great. You know, one of the first signups was uh, – one of the first organic signups was actually the Melbourne City Council. That was oh, wow. completely so cool. non-music and kind of almost made us realise – made us realise pretty quickly this isn't just a music thing. And what I felt like was real, <clears throat> what was really cool at the time is I feel like I was one of the, I feel like I was one of the early adopters of Linktree because I remember when I like saw the advertisement for it on like Instagram it's like oh I have all your links in one place and at the time like I mean I'm no artist or creator like I was just like oh that's so cool because like you said like if I wanted to display an article I wrote or something I'd have to change it so frequently so I remember being able to like finally just link my like article page and where people could just like click on it. And like go to the author page and see all the articles I wrote, and I remember how like yeah. mind blowing and revolutionizing that was, and to have <clears throat> the link where you could like follow me on like Twitter and all the other stuff too. I was just like, "What is this? Like, this is so like <laughs> groundbreaking." <laughs> and that's the exactly right, like the, the unification of this kind of very fragmented internet. You'd be able to unify your entire digital ecosystem, link everything you are in one place. That was ultimately we we initially had music in mind just because we we're so in you know in deep with the music world, uh, but very quickly realised that actually this is city councils and publishers, publishers and authors were a really big early adopter, um, you know, and it, it makes a lot of sense now. Publishers, authors, journalists, uh, because you're linking to so much content every single day, and they, and they, they need to be able to solve that overwhelm of content and make it way easier to manage was actually really um, clear use case. Chefs exa- were a big early adopter as well, um, you know, like celebrity chefs and that kind of thing. So it kind of really started to grow across geographic regions and uh, particular verticals and use cases uh, quite quickly. And I feel like when you're, like like we said earlier, like artists and stuff have like different revenue streams where they're trying to clean like their merch shops and then like where to like save their music and where to listen. Did you find that it was... Uh, that a lot of them felt like were confused when you guys were explaining like why it would be like key to um, seeing their traffic and just like all that stuff. Like, were they confused about it? Did it make sense or were they all like immediately on board? Uh, it was definitely in two, two categories. I think there was those early adopters, people like yourself, uh, publishers, those that saw it very clearly uh, and realized, ah, oh, this is, this solves an immediate problem that I have. Uh, and then there was definitely the other category, which was, this is a list of links. I don't get it. Why, why do I need this? 
and still that that exists today and even as we've can really evolve the product and it's very has very clear utility and use cases and solves a lot of people's problems and, and it's a really core indispensable part of your marketing stack now um, which I'm, I'm sure we'll get into early days it was definitely a lot about education why do you need this why do you need to be able to link out to more places how do you um, what is the actual value proposition and there was definitely as always with every product the early adopters that understand it very quickly and then those that we need to educate and I think uh, for us, it was always fascinating. It's something that is so simple, actually is incredibly difficult to explain. Um, and really when it comes down to it, we care so deeply about simplicity. It is a core tenant of the entire company as well as the product, uh, that the product is easy to use, that the, the, uh, the visitor experience on a link tree is extremely easy to use as well. But actually, when someone says it's a list of links, it looks so simple. What do you mean? That's actually hugely flattering to me because actually it's incredibly complex and difficult to make something that simple and feel that simple. Uh, and so then taking it a step further of actually explaining why it's so powerful, even in its simplicity, um, <laughs> ironically, takes a while to explain. Um, <laughs> but, you know, generally when you, when you jump into it and you feel it and you use it, um, you, you pick it up pretty quickly. No, and that's like one thing I really like about it is like it's so like simple to just customize it, to rearrange the links, to change the order and stuff. And just fast forward to now, I feel like from artists or musicians, especially like during the pandemic, to have like a one stop shop where people could shop your merch, keep up to date with your stuff. I feel like a tool like you all was so helpful for a lot of new and upcoming artists, especially like those who um we saw blow up during the pandemic, like on TikToks and platforms like that, who were really trying to get their audience and really trying to like, whether it's drive revenue or just drive traffic to their different sites and stuff. Like you all continue to offer so many tools to help people like find these artists and just like stuff for them to utilize from the marketplace to Shopify integration and just all this cool stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what we, we aim to do. Obviously the, the products evolved significantly since those early days where it was a simple unification and centralization of your links and being able to track your analytics and schedule your links and reorder um, and be able to track it all in one place uh, to now really being this centralized place of expression where you can express yourself, uh, your express who you are and everything about you and be able to link absolutely everything you are in one place, whether you're a brand or small business or artist or creator or um, even just an individual, right? Like I don't create content for commercial purposes for a living, but there's still a bunch of stuff in my link tree that represents who I am. You know, the, a, a book that I like with our book link or um, a podcast that I like, which I'm, you know, I'm sure I'll put your podcast in now, <laughs> podcast that I like and, and uh, links off to the kind of things that I do with my day or, or blog articles or sub stacks that I like. So, um, you know, we see a huge range uh, of different use cases now, which uh, is is super excited to see. One of the most fascinating, and that's still to this day, uh, one of the most fascinating things about running Linktree and, and, and being able to look at what happens on the product is is just kind of the weird and wonderful use cases that uh, you see pop up, and, and the and the expansion of the product and the different ways people people use the product is is um I still get a kick out of every day, and then especially when we see you know. You know, really influential major users use it in an interesting way or use it specifically for the particular use case we built it for them. Uh, all the way through to like the, you know, the, the 
the, the mum and pop store on the corner, the local pizza shop that's using it to consolidate and, and no, no longer need a website. It's like very free, easy to use, afford, like simple to put together, manage on the fly, uh, digital presence that they don't have to worry or pay for, um, you know, a, a more brand immersive website. Uh, yeah, that, that, that makes us happy. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Okay. No, that's definitely true. Like, I know, like, for me, when I added, like, my podcast on mine and it was able to, like, show all different platforms it was available on, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this yeah. seems like my own personal little, like you said, website. Like, this is a one-stop shop. People don't have to leave my page, quote, unquote. Like, they can just, like, yeah. find everything. And now you gave me an idea. I'm like, now I should add some of my favorite books on mine with other tools and stuff, like, because there's definitely some that I love reading. But I feel like that's what's so cool. And like you said, like, mom and pops to creators to musicians everybody can use it but when you guys like market and try to come up with like um materials to like advertise to these various groups is there something different you all try to do to like get their attention like what are some things that you guys do um from the advertising standpoint to really show people um like all the tools and stuff they could do and how it could apply to their business yeah so often from an advertising perspective, we really try to show the value um, from the profile side, not so much the admin side. So really showing uh, creators, small businesses, um, anyone that we think uh, could get a lot of value out of the Yeah, re- what it really looks like on the profile, what are the actual problems we're solving for them, how simple it really can be. 
uh, like I said, it's it's free in the free version. Is majority of the functionality you really need. You can track your analytics. You can schedule your links. You have unlimited links. You can use all our link apps. You can customize your link tree. Um, and as you get more sophisticated or want to be able to do to go a little bit deeper, then you can start going into some of the paid plans. Uh, but for the most part, for most people, uh, the free version is all you need. And so we really try to help um, the audience understand that. We, uh, from a, you know, from a, uh, what we call linkers, those that use a link tree or have a, have a link tree, uh, from a linker standpoint, there's actually a couple of ways we look at it. Um, firstly, is across these verticals. So we have over 160 self-assigned verticals ranging from music and comedian creators to small businesses to hospitality, restaurants, real estate agents, uh, you name it, uh, they're using Linktree. And so from a product perspective, that's awesome. We see like lots of amazing use cases. Uh, it definitely applies some, some um, challenges when it comes to prioritization and marketing because generally when you're speaking to everyone, uh, you're speaking to no one. And so really trying to hone in on how we think about um, showcasing the real core use case and, and, and unique selling proposition and the reason why Linktree is so powerful and can solve all your, solve your problems. Cause we genuinely believe that, um, to really core use cases, which generally, you know, music's a really obvious one. We built it with music in mind from the very start. The creators as a whole in the kind of creator economy definition of anyone that creates for commercial intent. Uh, and then small businesses, uh, is another really important one for us as well. And so there's dedicated functionality built specifically for each of those uh, use cases and verticals. Uh, so for music, we have our music link and our bands and town integrations. For creators, we have tip jars and ways to be able to monetize and accept um, and drive revenue and, and monetize your passions. And for small businesses, we've got Shopify integrations and comment, all different commerce on integrations. And, and across all of it, obviously, you can track your analytics and, and do a bunch of really powerful marketing technology uh, work. So, uh, yeah, in terms of the, as I said earlier, it becomes really difficult, um, all that power under the hood that I just explained, uh, to explain that, how simple it actually is to use. It's really best to just dive in and, and give it a go. It's completely free and you can see how it all pieces together. And I feel like that's so true when you said, like, if you're mark, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. And I feel like a lot of times, like, to platforms and tools like this that are to help people, like, simplify stuff, they'll try to just, like, you're like, hey, kids, or just like try to like try everything to make it stick and be like, use our stuff, use our stuff. And it's like, okay, the focus of it is just like how your price is going to make their lives easier. So really simplify your message and do it in a way that people that feels very user friendly that people could just like jump in. And that's like one thing I feel that anybody can do, whether you're an expert marketer or um, like we were talking about, like a mom and pop who's just trying to figure out a way to track their analytics and bring more traffic to their pages and figure out how to bring their merch, their e-commerce site and everything all in one space. And I feel like, like we've been saying, it's a very simple tool that they can just jump in and kind of move stuff around. And like we said, unlimited links and it just makes it simplified versus I feel like a lot of tools and stuff. Sometimes it requires a little bit of knowledge, maybe to watch like a tutorial or something, but I feel like Linktree is definitely one of those platforms that as you get into it and just start, messing with it more you'll realize it's like oh it's really like not that i'm not really, I'm really doing a lot of heavy lifting like it's pretty simple i just need to figure out like oh i want to add shopify oh i need to add my podcast or, oh i need to add my book site here and like stuff like that and like kind of figure out as they go 
Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, just jumping in and, and it really will guide you. And it's, um, and this comes out, you know, some of the techniques we use to maintain that simplicity or, or drive that simplicity. Uh, you know, it's really about reducing cognitive load. It's about making sure that there isn't too many decisions to make at one time. There's only ever one decision to make at a time. And that actually, uh, this kind of really progressive, uh, understanding and, and displaying of functionality. So, if I add a YouTube link, at that point, it will pop up and say, hey, here's all the options you can do with music so, or, or with YouTube. Or if I add my Spotify link to music that I made, it will pop up and be like, hey, we just found your song on 50 other platforms. Do you want to make this a music link? Uh, and it just does it automatically for you. You didn't have to go and actually add a music link. Uh, and so these are the kind of things we, we really hyper-focus on making it feel seamless. Like no, like I, I, like I, I just will not stop saying it because it blew my mind. But when I added my podcast on there and it showed all those others, like when I tell you I was stunned, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like how it just simplified it. I was like, wait a minute, like this is just this is incredible. It, it's just so cool, and I feel like tools so like when when companies are like, oh, we want to make it for everybody. It's like if you really do, like you'll make process. Like I know it's not simple to make all these integrations and add all these different things, but when you really design it from putting like the user at the forefront, at the center of it and looking at it from their perspective, then they'll be able to utilize where it's like, Oh, like I can do it as like me owning my like flower shop where I, Oh, I can use this as like me being an independent artist or like me being a small agency. I just feel like whenever we think about it from that standpoint, and really put the consumer at the center and really design it and look at it from their perspective. That's when you really start to see your stuff be really adopted more. Yeah, awesome. I'm super glad you had that experience. <laughs> and um, I know you guys have also started dipping into the metaverse of how people can like display things with that. Um, when you all were deciding to be, add that integration in there, was there a process or was it something where you guys were like, you know what, let's just like get into it. Let's start adding it. And then like as time goes on, we'll evolve it and like what people can display and how that can be used. Yeah, I, I think Web3 is a fascinating conversation and, and, and world. For us, you know, obviously it was a big, there was a big hot moment. I think that's kind of gone. I'm sure it'll come back. Uh, and for us, we, are, we care so deeply about empowering our creators uh, and to, to really be able to have their own digital presence, to be able to curate their own digital universe, to be able to monetize their passions. For really, for us, it's really about this empowerment uh, of digital creativity and, and digital presence, right? The d- democratization of digital presence. And if we think there's a new technology coming that's going to continue to empower further, empower creators further, empower anyone to be able to monetize and to be able to have a deeper digital presence, uh, then we want to be supporting that. And so we saw regardless of the hype cycles um, across Web3 and crypto and NFTs and the metaverse, uh, and re- regardless of whether it's come up and going up or going down, that ultimately this technology in the future will facilitate further decentralization and further um, ability for creators to monetize or to creators to be able to own their own presence or to monetize their passion. And so, and, and, and democratize as well. And so we wanted to make sure that we were um, facilitating that further. And so some of the functionality we built in, um, which actually we launched as the everything was crashing. 
um, which I think really speaks to the fact that this is not a, a hype tool. This is very genuinely something we care about uh, for, you know, and, and, doesn't, and it also does not mean we're a Web3 company. We are definitely not a Web3 company. But if there's users on our platform, if there's linkers that rely on Web3 or rely on the ability to um, create utility or create value with their audience through utilizing Web3, then we want to facilitate them and help them. And so some of the functionality we launched was uh, our link lock. Uh, so we have a bunch of link locks. Uh, which essentially means that you can add any link on your link tree and you can apply a link lock to it, which means that the visitor has to uh, unlock this link before they can access it. And so examples of a link lock might be a password, for example. So a visitor has to enter a password to access a link or enter their date of birth to access a link. So alcohol companies would use that for, uh, or uh, enter my email address. Um, and so we launched an NFT link lock, which meant that the visitor has to prove that they are in a particular NFT or own a particular token before they can access this link. And so they connect their MetaMask and we check their wallet, make sure they own the token that the, the linker says they need to own to be able to access it. So this could be a band that is now said, uh, that is now said, here's my NFT, you have to own my NFT to access my merch. And so they add a Shopify link that has their new merch on it. They put an NFT lock on top of it. Uh, with their NFT token, and now visitor has to prove they own their NFT before they can access these merch or access a discount on their merch. So they really be able to find a way, really create a way to add utility uh, to what they're doing day to day. So for us, that was really exciting. And then obviously, uh, similar to what a lot of platforms are doing, being able to have an NFT um, avatar uh, pr- and ver- have it verified. So when you click on it, we can verify that you actually own it and also your background, so you can show off your NFTs as well as an NFT gallery. So Store for your NFTs and, and tokens inside a, a gallery link app, uh, which again, you know, for, for those that were collecting or cared about collecting NFTs, that was a, a, a really fun one. Uh, but I, I definitely see this space growing. Uh, the time horizon, I think, is much longer than a lot of us uh, might think, but I think it's definitely uh, important to continue to empower all the different pockets of our, um, of our linkers that are trying to do really creative things. You know, when you said that about like displaying tokens, it's, I was thinking, I was like, oh, if Taylor Swift releases NFTs, I could display those on my profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can, you can, you can display other people's NFTs, but when you click in it, it'll, it'll be, it, we, can, we make it very clear that you don't own them, but you're displaying others. And then we also make it really clear that when you own the NFT, um, so it creates that utility. So yeah, you can do that for sure. And I feel like what's really cool about it is I feel like a lot of time, a lot of people still feel that like NFT metaverse and all that whole space is very like unapproachable. And I feel like you all integrating it kind of makes it um, simplifies a little bit more. People are like, oh, okay, this is what it does. Cause I feel like a lot of the, like for me, for instance, I have two NFTs. I don't know how to access them. They're in my wallet. I don't know what my wallet is or all that, but I feel like if I added them yeah. on Link 3, you guys would be able to help me retrieve it and display it easier yeah. or something. So I feel like well, that's really cool that platforms like you all like have these types of integrations to really like simplify and kind of help those like access and utilize in a more user-friendly manner than a lot of the other metaverse type platforms that would have this integration. And that's exactly right. That's how we think about it. We will only do something if we know we can make it accessible, approachable, simple. Uh, and so the, you know, we, 
there's a lot of different ways we could have done what we did, but we worked really hard and took a little while longer to, to, to figure out the, the most seamless and simple way that can really make it super accessible and add that utility uh, for the masses. I'm the same boat as you, right? <laughs> I've got, I think I've got some NFTs in different places and it's different place. So I think, um, yeah, making that really accessible, which for creators, super powerful for them and also for Web3, which furthers, uh, you know, if that's a, if that's a technology that's going to continue to grow and needs to reach the mainstream and needs to reach accessibility and needs to be, you know, reach out next billion users. Uh, and so there's, there's lots of much smarter people than I am working um, <laughs> on uh, that, that kind of problem, but uh, I'm glad we could play a particular part in it. I love that. And Alex, to wrap up for my last question, um, tell us, do you have a favorite um, aspect or tool of Linktree that you really like that's like one of your favorite things that you guys have? Yeah, look, I think... The general, you know, the general uh, proposition of it in that it centralizes everything and it really clearly does that for people. Uh, I love looking at every day, but in terms of particular functionality, um, certainly those things that make it really clear to people the kind of technology under the hood uh, is really exciting to me and I love playing with. And so you touched on one of them earlier, the podcast link. Uh, it, you know, so the it's just such a clear uh, problem solve, right? Where a podcaster, a host, even a guest on the podcast um, <laughs> can put a link to uh, their, to a Spotify episode from any platform and we'll find automatically for you completely for free in a matter of seconds that podcast on every platform it exists on and display your visitors. Uh, so when they click on podcast, um, or listen to my podcast or listen to the podcast I was on, you click it, it drops down and shows you all the different stream, all the different platforms you can listen to it on. We've seen a really significant jump. It's obviously like that, that's cool. That's great. That looks great. It's really simple and it's really easy. But where it makes it awesome is that actually we've seen significant conversion increases for podcasters uh, because we're removing that barrier to entry of a visitor opening it in Apple Podcasts or another platform that I don't use and then I have to go search and find it on the actual platform that I do use. And that drop-off uh, is generally significant. So the fact that I can just immediately click in, on, on the place that I listen to it on, we're seeing really significant improvements for podcasters and, and so that is something we care about. It's about empowerment. For podcasters, it's going to improve their monetization. It's going to improve everything for them. And it's making it way simpler, way easier. And we automatically update it to all your new episodes. You don't have to touch it ever again. Uh, so that's really fun. Um, and so we've done that with music as well. Similar thing, you put in your music, link to your music. We find it on every platform around the world. Uh, but specifically with music, we only, to the visitor, we only show you where that song is available to you in the country that you're in. Mm. And so this is a really big pain point for the music industry where they can't just share one link globally, uh, generally because different songs are available in different markets uh, under different licensing and agreements. And so we'll show you the streaming platform that's available to you in the country you're in uh, and give the, uh, completely for free, uh, and the artist, uh, the creator is able to control which platforms they want to show where so there's that and then we've done a similar thing with book links um so you put in a, a link to a book on amazon or any other platform and to the visitor they'll see all the different places it's available not just amazon uh so 
we'll continue to roll out these kind of things where it's uh, very clear, uh, powerful functionality, but um, they're the kind of probably the three most recent uh, products. We launched our mobile app, which we're super excited about. It's making it way easier for everyone to be able to check these things on the fly. And then the in-depth analytics as well, that's still shown very simply. Um, you know, we know that a lot of our users, there's, there's users that are, that are, you know, on the pro end of the, the spectrum where they might work at agencies, work on some of the biggest, on behalf of some of the biggest brands, biggest celebrities, influential, influential users in the world that dive in deeply into these analytics and, and utilize it to power their marketing campaigns. And then there's the, the linker that's, you know, the, the mama pop store, the, those that aren't necessarily super deep in analytics, but we're able to show them the type of links that are working, the type of content that's working or isn't working and they can optimize their digital presence that little bit more and make that little bit more revenue or get that little bit more discovery, express themselves that little bit better uh, is, is really exciting to me as well. So we'll keep on keeping on. No. Yeah. That's one thing I like, like the ability to like read the for everybody to like read the analytic reports and it be simplified. Cause I don't know. I'm one of those where I like looking at analytic reports. So they can be as complicated mm-hmm. as they want to, but I'm one of those where it's like, it's like watching a good TV show. Like I can go down that rabbit hole all day, but I like how simplified it is that like that, um, that you all make it where like anybody can look at it and be like, okay, this is what's working or like, Oh, like there seems to be a drop off. Everybody's buying all the Ed Sheeran t-shirts and nobody's buying the Justin Bieber and Sean Mendes ones. Like maybe we need to swap post or move something around to like get people to also shop at those stores or whatever, like move those up. So I think that's, that's really cool that people can like easily do and change on the fly. Yeah, that's exactly what we aim to do. Maybe Bieber's just got <laughs> some better tunes out at the moment. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I am just for the record, everybody. I am a fan of all three, so do not come <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> but Alex, thank you so much for coming and giving us so many tools and knowledge and things to think about. Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. Wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.